to be deceptive. But I want to talk to you about my experiences without being judged by the people who know me. Basically, I'm just asking you to listen. What's up guys, this is Shab Damon with the LGBT Update. Today I am going to be talking to lead character from hit podcast series Root. That is Roderick Davis. Yes, the sexy guy behind the voice. Of uh, uh, he is here and he's going to be talking. He is in California, right? Yeah. Los Angeles, yeah, LA. Los Angeles, oh, we got an LA. Okay, Detroit people love an LA person now. <laughs> so um, we're going to talk to him about a few things like uh, Fruit, um, other projects that he's working on, just, you know, find out a little bit more about the voice behind X. So um, first, Roger, how are you doing today? I'm, I'm good, man. No complaints from us, too. That is great. I'm, I'm feeling good. I, I had a good breakfast and lunch, so I'm very satisfied right now. Nice. Um, so, what have you had like any good, you know, like reviews and, and like response from your role in Fruit? To be honestly, um, just a lot of my friends have have like really been engaged and really just giving me love and saying how different it is, saying how good it is, and so far I haven't really been like an official review surprise on um, you guys did. No, but um, other than you guys, I really haven't seen a whole lot of um, reviews. Really? Yeah, yeah. That is that's weird because like here, like ran like I, like I get the I, I work in a restaurant, mm-hmm. so people like random people, white, black, old, young, gay, straight. I bring it up and I be like, yeah, you know, I work for you know this online publication. You know, we have this uh, series that we just reviewed, and they're like, oh yeah, well you know the only podcast I listen to is like Fruit. And I'm like, are you serious? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, these are like people you would never expect to be like watching this. So I'm like, oh my God. I had a whole like 15 minute conversation about something with somebody about it. So people here know about it. I don't, I don't think that was because of our review. I feel like it's just, it's good shit. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that's that's cool. So like, how were you approached about doing the, the series? Like, okay. who told you about it? Well, well, actually, um, I've known uh, the, uh, the producer, the creator, Issa Rae, for quite some time now. Um, she's actually a friend of a friend that I met a few years ago. And um, it's so funny. I saw Issa at a Christmas party in 2014. And we were talking. I think she was just really gaining, uh, gaining some more steam with some things that she was doing. And I chopped it up with her, you know, and she was like, yeah, like I'm a huge fan of your work and stuff. And she asked my information. But we exchanged emails or whatever. Now, mind you, a whole year had gone past. Like, so all 2015, I didn't hear from her, you know, but it was all good. You know, I, I wasn't tripping. I said, whatever's meant to be. Typical acting stuff. <laughs> so a whole year passes. I see her at the same Christmas party and we chop it up again. And she's like, hey, you know, like I'm, you know, um, I, I just think we're busy. And I said, yo, I totally get it. Like, I'm not tripping. I know how it goes, you know, fine. So she told me that she was doing this podcast uh, called Fruit. She didn't give me any information about what it was about, any of the content. She just said, we need a lead guy. Would you be interested? And I said, yeah, definitely, yeah. So I sent her over some um, some voice records, you know, and then I got an email later, uh, an email back like a day or two later saying that they wanted to move forward with me as the lead character. And wow. a week and a half later, we started, uh, we started recording. Yeah. That's that's sweet. Like so you met so this is like 
stuff that inspires so many people. Like you literally had no idea that this is going to happen. You just go into a Christmas party to have fun, right? And then you get approached by a, a hit YouTuber, Issa right. Rae, and it's like, and she says that she's interested in your work and she wants yeah. to work with you. Like that's that's pretty big stuff. But but the so, thing is though, like um, in the beginning of 2015, like I like wrote up like all my goals and everything I wanted to do and. And she was actually one of the goals. I said, I really want to work with Issa Rae. I didn't know in what capacity, but I knew I wanted to work with her. And have the whole year pass. And in December is when they hit. You know, I guess I should have been a little more um, specific about when I wanted to work with her. <laughs> but um, but it's great though, man. I I, I really wouldn't um, trade it. Like it's it's been great. That's cool. So, like, with, with an experience like this, like, what do you think stood out to Issa Rae? Or, like, you know, with you just sitting in your voice records and stuff like that, um, what do you think a, another young actor or actress could do to stand out? Or, like, what do you think um, Rae thought of you? I, j- just to be consistent, you know, um, I've, I've been acting for close to, Lord, <laughs> quite a while now, uh, over 10 years. And over 10 years or 20 years? 10 years. 10 years, okay. Over 10 years. Um, so I would definitely say it's just about being consistent, um, just to do the work. I think it's very important to um, put emphasis on being great as an actor versus all of what comes with being an actor. I think a lot of people get caught up in the fame and, and the money, and I feel like if that's what you want, then that's fine, but it doesn't really last. You know, and then you end up going outside of yourself and doing things to sustain that versus focusing on the work and allowing the fame and the money to be a part of it versus all of what you want. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. Yeah, a lot of people, like, you know, I, I see that just me being a dancer and trying to break into acting. I recently started acting, like, just, shoot, like, in February. Okay. And you have a lot of people who just want to be cute, you know, um, especially... I, I'm just gonna keep it at that. It's a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people who just want to be cute and right. uh, just yeah. get on TV and just get on the stage and think that's that's all it takes without understanding the work ethic yeah. that goes into being great in whatever field you choose. So, what do you do just to stay on top of your toes? Because doing um, acting on camera, on screen, and just you know using your voice, uh, I can imagine they're very different. You have to. Different things in order to sound better. Like, how do you like stay up to date? You take classes. You have like a ritual or anything like um, that. To, to be honest, what I use, I used to love to read when I was a kid. Mm. I used to love to, to read. I, I love to be. I've always been very animated, overly dramatic. So I've always been able to kind of be a great storyteller. You know, okay. I, I think just um, understanding what the gig is. I think okay. knowing what you're getting yourself involved in. This is a podcast, so there's no cameras. You can't see what I'm doing. So in order for people to really get a feel of what I'm feeling and 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 and, and what's going on with just sounds and, 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 and different things of that nature, your voice has to be really bright. Yeah, it be a lot of character in your voice. You know, it, it's, it's very heightened, but still being able to find those nuances to, to make it realistic as well. So my ritual basically is just to approach it as, as if you're telling a story. You know, like I'm... Like I'm reading a story, and I think for me, that's how. Um, yeah, like that, that's my approach, basically. Yeah. And that that was my and that that brings me to my next. That's what I really liked about Fruit, just the fact that you just you kind of just told your story, and it was just so cool. It wasn't 
it didn't seem like you were acting it was just like okay who is this guy like i felt like i was just in the car with one of my friends and they like bro like this is what happened and i'm like shit that's crazy you know so it, it was cool it, it's like with this series this was like legit my first time listening to a podcast that had substance like that's the best way i can describe it where i could literally be stressed off i mean stressed coming from work and just turn off everything in my room and just sit there and not knowing what no what any of the characters look like mm-hmm. where they were at just like okay they say they're in new york just close your eyes you picture in the streets and the sound effects and the and the clubs and gerard what does gerard look like and i'm like oh my god this is crazy so right. it was it was just you guys did a really really good job like really bringing the series to life and and not being on camera that's that's pretty dope so i'm i'm shocked when you say you haven't really had like many you know people come up to you about it because it's this is good stuff so like i'm i was like whoa you know <laughs> well I, honestly like the, of course the market here like I'm in LA, so there's we're all like overly saturated with with, with content, you know, and, and with fruit. I all I, I feel like this will be a series that will gain steam as it continues. You know, people didn't even know what a podcast was. Like trying to get like my friends and family <laughs> listen, like I was getting hella segments. It's like now, what do I do? Like what what what's the it was just crazy. Right. So it's on how SoundCloud, exactly. what is this? Right, right. Like is it on iTunes? I, I didn't say iTunes. I, I said how. You know what I'm saying? So to get just to get people to listen to it was was a, you know an event within itself. But I feel as if once it goes on, like it's, it's going to continue to gain steam. Like all my friends were like, yo, this is so different. Like it's so dope. That's- you know, so I'm I'm excited to see what uh to see what happens, to see where they take X. So, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm excited. Like that that season finale, I was low key mad. <laughs> I was mad as hell. I'm yeah. like, um, he getting these text messages. Right. I was mad at X. Real talk. I'm like, he just gonna kiss this boy in the parking lot. He didn't ride up the street. He didn't <laughs> park behind the Walmart. He yeah. was at the stadium like come on and you get these text messages i was like what's gonna happen did he did he have something to do with that man jumping off the roof what's going on oh my god like well, i was irritated i'm like what, what is gonna happen what is Easter Ray gonna do why would, you, <laughs> why would you leave me in suspense like this? yeah 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 and and to be honest with you you know we wouldn't even know until until we got there to record we didn't know what was going to happen so and so so we were as we're reading as we're reading we're like oh like like freaking out like yo this like like, and i really like the way that they did that you know i feel like them um giving us some scripts like that day really lets us kind of play more and 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 become so stylized but to really experience the story as we're reading as we're reading it because we're seeing it for the first time on that right that's cool that's really cool so you you have like other projects coming up like i was reading a few things um Insecure, that's going to yeah. be on HBO. Are you? What, what's your role in that? Um, or can you talk about that? I can say a little bit about it. Um, I played in one episode thus far. Um, my character is 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 definitely interesting. I'll say that, and I, I think that's about as much as I can say. But okay. but, but I shot it <laughs> a couple weeks ago. It was amazing, and that was my first TV gig ever. First TV gig. First TV gig ever. That's- that's cool. So, um, what? So, with with this, the role of X, like when you, I'm assuming they gave you a script to read before you auditioned. Yeah. Or did they? They did. Okay. Yeah. 
what drew you to it? Like, was it a moment where you're like, okay, I have to do this? Or was it because, oh, Issa Rae asked me, I gotta do this? Because Issa Rae asked me, like, okay. <laughs> I was gonna say yes to whatever it was. Like, I didn't care, you know? I'm an actor, so I can play whatever needs to be played. I can morph into whatever need, whatever I need, need to morph into for that time being. So um, any chance to work with someone who's up and coming and someone as intelligent as her and she's so well connected, like I couldn't say no. Why would I say right. no, you know what I'm saying? So she was the, maybe the main reason why I said yes. That's cool, that's cool. So what, so as far as um, you said you went to school at Clark Atlanta, are you yeah. from Atlanta or are you from LA? No, I'm, I'm from LA, born and raised. Okay, and you just you went there just um, for uh, film and theater? Um, yes, I majored in uh, theater arts was actually my major at Clark. Okay. Yeah. Cool, cool. So I mean that that's cool. Like in like going to being in Atlanta, that's like a huge hub for like entertainment, especially for the black community. Like, did you do a lot of things out there, or did you not um, really jump into big stuff until you got back home? You know what? To be honest, um, I was in Atlanta for four and a half years, and I tried to be just like a student actor part-time job intern thing and it just didn't work like school was always my priority to get my degree like that was why I moved to Atlanta was to get my degree and I said okay well since I'm here I might as well go ahead and try you know this whole acting thing out here and I actually um had an agent for about two and a half years while I was in Atlanta I didn't book anything <laughs> I, I I didn't book anything and I guess God was like that's not why I moved you there I moved okay. you to the school and so it, it was a it was really frustrating because it's a different Everything is different in Atlanta. It's very much so about um, who you are. And and don't get me wrong, like that happens here as well. But in Atlanta, it was just a different vibe. Like for some reason, if you live in Atlanta, the cast and directors didn't really, like, like they respected you, but they like, like they were like, oh, oh, they're an Atlanta actor. Like that's kind of the box they kind of put you in. So, yes. is it, so when you say who you are, is it more so like who you knew? Not necessarily who you knew, but like, you know, like for instance, like I would go to casting calls and there would be like um, certain reality stars. There. Okay. Like, oh, I didn't know he was an actor, but oh, okay, cool. Whatever. You know what I'm saying? So it was that kind of thing. Okay. You know, which happens here, you know, as well. But one thing I did notice in Atlanta was that they were more about, you know, you know, well, like, okay, but well, you're an Atlanta actor, you know, because the market is fairly, you know, it's just not new there, but it's starting to boom. But they still don't really give the Atlanta actors like the credits sometimes. Yeah, it was someone from LA. Yeah, very true, very true. So, like, what what are your your goals like with acting now? Like, do you have I want a Grammy by not a Grammy? <laughs> you know, I want an Oscar by this age, or do you not even pay attention to stuff like that? You know what? To be honest, I, I try not to get too caught up in the accolades and awards, I, I feel like I need to focus on the work. I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep reiterating like doing the work because it's so easy to become sidetracked. It's so easy to become discouraged and you start comparing yourself to this guy or to that person and they're, they're doing this and I'm not doing this. I feel like the moment you take your eyes off of your own journey is when you start to falter and you start to become discouraged and, and you forget why you're even in this journey. I enjoy acting. I enjoy the art of acting versus me just oh being an actor. Anyone can be an actor, you know, you know, theoretically. Anybody can be an actor, but for me, it's it's much deeper than just that. You know, acting really kind of saved my life in a sense, you know. 
it, it, it really did. So because of that, I have a huge respect for it. So all the accolades and all the awards and stuff are great. You know, but my goals are just to be able to complete, to, to, to be able to completely support myself fully off of my gift. I, I don't want nine to five. I don't want to have to get here and there. I want to solely be able to gig and do what I love. And that's, yeah. <laughs> so that's my I under you just you even reached when we put we can we please put this on the I'm talking to to impact now um because I really want that part what you just said to be on the on the interview because it's it's child that that I don't want no nine to five I, that 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 spoke to me because I was I was this close this morning I get it. <laughs> But it's, I mean, it's cool, like, you know, being able to, you know, do something that you love and you just feel a sense of, I don't know, like purpose, like this is what I'm supposed to do. Like when I'm doing stuff with the LGBT update, even just having a meeting, mm -hmm. it feels like, oh my God, this is so right. I'm so ready for this to happen. Oh, we got to plan this and this is a cool idea. So I can only imagine what it's like when you are, you know, uh, reading the script with your castmates or your on set or just an audition, just that rush, you know? So that's cool. And I'm I'm just happy that you're, you were so willing to, you know, go into detail and talking about, you know, how you got to where you were and going into detail about, you know, certain things that kept you grounded. So that, yeah. that's really cool. So with, um, with Fruit, uh -huh. it, with, with X, how do you, connect to x like what like character traits do you have in common with x like are you into sports do you are you a player like what what do y'all have in common because sometimes people say that they connect to their character or they just they don't at all right um what i try to do whenever i approach any character no matter what the character is about i, I try to find some way to get on the character's side and when i say that um, I may disagree with some of X's choices and decisions, but I still have to play them truthfully and, and honestly. In order for me to do that, I have to find in my in, in my mind as, as Roderick, okay, I'm Roderick, but in, in the mind of X, this behavior he thought was just viable. Mm -hmm. So some kind of way, I have to figure out a way to, in my mind, justify his behavior. And once I justify his behavior whatever it may be then I then then I can begin to build the character and, and can begin to kind of live as a character. X is very impulsive. He's he, he, he does have kind of a player esque way about him. <laughs> I'll be honest, like that once upon a time, you know, I, I was a bit of that, you know, I had a little player in me. So I I can relate to how that feels. Like it's it's a sense of um power, you know, and control that I think that he likes. He likes to manipulate situations, whether he likes to admit to it or not. I think Roderick, you know, has these moments where he knows he can manipulate situations. And, and sometimes I've used that to my advantage. So I feel like just my own past experiences, you know, and trying to couple them with what X was experiencing at that time was what I used to be able to create this uh, character. Okay. So what, what was your favorite episode? Like your all-time favorite favorite scene where you was just like, I did that. <laughs> I did that. Um, wow. Or two, or two. Think. Um, my favorite scene was when um, I, I can't think of which 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 episode it was, but it was when I was um, kind of begging to see Gerard. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I really think I not that I did that, but I really felt his anguish. Like I really felt like the desperation. You know, like I know what that feels like to be kind of at the mercy of someone else. You know, just kind of hoping and praying that that they'll agree with what you're saying. Just please, just one more chance. So um, I've been there, you know, a couple times, you know, so I was able to really kind of get into that because, hey, like I've been there. I know what that feels like, you know, but I want to be sure that that particular scene felt real. That you could really feel like, yo, X is really trying to really trying to get this dude back. You know, so. Is this after, like, after, you talking about after the football game and he was like, I asked you, did you sleep with her? And you told me, you know, are you talking about that part or? No. No, this is when I was on the phone with him, like begging to see him. Uh, uh, I can't remember which which episode it was, but I just remember I was like on the phone, like begging him, like, "Can I just please see? Like, I'm sorry, but like, I do want this, you know. Like, I thought I didn't, but but I do, you know. Where I, I was just kind of just really pleading my case with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was my favorite scene. Sure. If you if you could change, like, if you were able to do a Roderick remix, okay. And, one episode or one scene just to like just throw something off what would you change and how how would you do it what would i change and how would i do it whether it be the the when you how you met gerard or the finale or you know the relationship with your father on the show or like what like what's something that you would be like i could remix this and make it like this like how would you put the roger spin on um so I don't know if you remember the scene when I went to um, Terrell's house. Okay, that was the football player you got in a fight with at the yeah. party, right? Okay. Yeah. And then he invited me to his house. See, that's and- how you know I'm a fan, because... <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Right. And I felt like it would be kind of a dope twist, like the, the Rogers twist I would put on it. I think I would make him, like Terrell and X, kind of have something, like a flame. See? I, I, I thought that that was going to happen and it didn't happen and I'm like dang so who knows season 2 it could, it could all go down I don't know I'm, I'm so pumped to see what they do with this season 2 <laughs> <laughs> well I'm I'm so thankful that you were able to um, you, you had time to you know, oh, yeah. do this interview with us like this is this is cool um, and I, I will let everybody know just on this like this guy is very kind very nice um oh handsome you know as you guys can see um and then the voice people are crazy about your voice man like it's, <laughs> it's like like i have my friends listening to it like male and female and they're like oh my god like who <laughs> what is this facebook and instagram that is so funny that is I'm, I'm, I'm very i'm very happy that you're willing to do this interview a lot of people are not as um touchable and approachable where they're willing to you know do stuff like this and actually have a good spirit and attitude while doing it so yes. just like the email process, getting everything planned out, I appreciate your patience and, you know, <laughs> professionalism. So that's always, um, you know, appreciative, you know, here at the LGBT Update. Um, so what what can we be looking out for next as far as, like, future projects? I know you have Insecure on HBO. Um, any other uh, plays, shows, or where can people catch you at? As of right now, the, um, Insecure would be the most, um, I guess, pressing thing <laughs> and that's out in the fall I don't even know which um like what day or like when but I know it would be in the fall but I'll keep you updated uh, for sure and actually, um at the end of August um I actually wrote produced and starred in a play last year called Bright Lights and Bruises 
and we opened um, last summer the two sold out shows. It was great, and we're going to do it again um, at the end of August right here in LA. So okay. my next project, of course, I'm going to be flooding everybody's pages with promo and trailers and all that kind of stuff. So I'm really excited about that project. It's like a passion project that me and another uh, friend of mine we okay. kind of take our careers into our own hands and we wrote a play. And we started in it, and we produced it, and, and it was successful. So I want to do it again. Good, good. I mean, that, that's real cool. Well, thank you so much for you know spending your Saturday past couple hours like getting this together. <laughs> uh, we had some technical difficulties, but it all worked out. Sure. Um, I really hope uh, you keep in contact with the LGBT update. Keep us updated on everything you got going on. Tell yeah. Issa Ray we said what's up. Ah, uh, surely. Um, <laughs> and yeah, and yeah, but Benoni Tago uh -huh. is that? Yep. The producer or well the producer yep producer tell him we said what's up as well and thank you for the connect i was very surprised when he reached <laughs> out um but but yeah you you have a good day and thank you so much again man same to you man thank you